Ephesians chapter 1 this morning, if you can, stand with me. And what is the exceeding greatness of His power to us, to usward, who believe according to the working of His mighty power, which He wrought in Christ when He raised Him from the dead, and set Him at His right hand in heavenly places, far above all principalities and powers and might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this world but also that which is to come. And he had put all things under his feet and gave it to be him the head of all things over all the church, which is body, fullness, him that fulfilled in all in all. Looking this morning, let's pray. Father, we just thank you this morning for what your word is, Lord. We thank you for you. Uh, being what you are to our lives, Lord. We just thank you and praise you for what you're doing. Touch us, help us, help us this morning, Lord. Empty himself and, Lord, uh, uh, speak the words that we need. And, Lord, I, I thank you for what you're doing. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Verse 18, it says, The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what is the riches of his glory of his inheritance and his saints. We've been looking at this, uh, everything is his in Ephesians for a while. Uh, and chapter 1, you'll, you'll see each one looking at verse 18, uh, where God said it, it set in his own hand in heavenly places, preaching on the hands of God this morning. Uh, we will not be able to overcover everything that uh, the Bible talks about the hands of God. Uh, the scriptures over and over and over talks about the hands of God. We'll not be able to cover it all tonight and, and, and the, the, this, this morning, but I, I want to look at it in a, a different aspect than just that. I want to look at it in a personal aspect to you and I this morning. God is some kind of... Uh, there, there are those that would say that God is... Uh, well, let me say this on, on start. God's hand is real. It is a real hand. There are those that would tell you that God is just mystical, uh, uh, floating out in the sky and is, uh, has no form, no shape, no nothing about Him. Uh, uh, but that's not what the Bible says. The Bible talks a lot about the attributes of God. It talks about His hands. The Bible says He sees all things with His eyes. He, he hears all things. How does God answer your prayer when you pray if you don't have ears? So here's, then the Bible says he walks among them. So he's got it. He's got legs. Now also the Bible says he's got a nose because when he offered up a sacrifice, it was a sweet smelling Savior unto the nose of God. Then God, and the Bible said God has a heart. He has a heart for his people this morning. In the text it said it's a powerful hand. It's a powerful hand, mighty powerful hand this morning. And it said he reached down when Jesus was laid in the grave and rose him and set him on the right hand side of his father. 
What a hand that can conquer death. This is a powerful hand this morning when we're looking at. And his hand is so powerful that he holds all of us in the palm of his hand this morning. I want you to see the power of his hand. We're going to keep your Bibles open. We're going to look at a lot of scriptures this morning. I usually don't do this on Sunday morning, but I feel the need that we need to look at the scriptures to help us understand the hand of God. And there's a lot of misunderstanding about the hand of God. Look at Isaiah chapter 40 this morning for me. Isaiah chapter 40. Verse number 10. Behold, the Lord God will come with a strong hand, and His arm shall rule for Him. Behold, His reward is with Him, and His work before Him. He shall feed his flock like a shepherd. He shall gather the lambs with an arm and carry them in his bosom. They shall greatly lead those that are with, with young. Who have measured the waters in the hollow of his hand. And meted out the heavens with a span. Comprehended the dust of the earth in a measure. And weighed the mountains in scales and the hills in a balance. You see this hand this morning. You see what the Bible says. It said that hand of God literally measured out the water in the hollow of His hand. That means all the oceans, all the lakes that you see in this world today. God literally had it in the hollow of His hand. He took and said, I'll pour a little bit over there and created the Pacific Ocean. I'll pour a little bit over here and created the Atlantic Ocean. The Bible said He had all the waters of the world in the palm of His hand. Two men were looking at the ocean one time. One man said, man, that's a lot of water. The other guys say, you're right, but that's just the top of it. It's a lot of water. You think about that, the measurement of God's hand. You think about His hand and how much He can hold. It's a powerful hand. And then it said it meted out the heavens with the span of His hand. In those days, the span was like this. From here to here, from your thumb to your pinky finger. That was a span in those days. Can you... Can you you get this glory. <laughs> you, you, you see this. God had the span of the heavens, the earth, universe in His hand. What a hand. What a mighty hand that is. That could hold it. And, and He takes that hand. He's got the water in His hollow of His hand. And then He spans out the universe for the hand of God. He puts the sun in its place, put the stars in its place, put the universe in its place, but all the galaxies just in the span of His hand this morning. It's a mighty big hand. Mighty powerful hand this morning. According to Psalms 95, 5 says, The sea is His, he and He made it. And His hands form the dry land this morning. Everything that you see in this world this morning, the Grand Canyons, the Alps, the mountains everywhere, God made them. 
You say, no, that happened over a million years, a million years ago uh, at Little Creek down in the bottom of the Grand Canyon, carved that out. You out of your mind. You, you need to sue your mind for non-support if you believe that. <laughs> Amen. God created everything that you see today. The hand of God, when you look at the Rocky Mountains, uh, the hand of God placed it there. When you look at the seas and the lakes of this world, God placed them there because He held them in His hand. It's all done with the hand of God this morning. Mighty hand, a powerful hand. You said, well, that's a blessing, but what does it mean to me? Well, that hand, that had the waters in the hollow of his hands, that hand that spans the heavens and the universe in his hands is the same hand that reached down and touched you and I this morning. That's the same hand that can help you, uh, touch you, and lead and guide you. The same hand, that mighty big hand, is reached down and help you through all that you go through. That's a mighty big hand. What a hand that God has for us today. Jeremiah said, the Lord said, as, as the clay is in the uh, potter's hand, so are ye in my hand. I'm so glad that God doesn't throw away broken things. Amen. I'm so glad that God says you may be broken, but I'll put you back on the potter's wheel and I'll mold you again. And you know what? Some time of us, some of us have been broken over and over and over and over. And I think, well, God, uh, you about through with me. Uh, I, I've been broken so many times. Uh, you about through with me. He said, no, no. I'm going to mold you until I get you right. Uh, I'm going to keep putting my hand on you and until I get you right. Amen. What a hand of God this morning. A powerful hand. A mighty big hand this morning. We could preach all month long on how powerful his hand is this morning. The hand God created the heavens, the earth. But I said, I'd like to look at this morning. I'd just like to look at a personal aspect to you and I this morning. A personal, that personal hand of God. Turn to Proverbs chapter 1 this morning. Verse number 10. My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. If they say, come and walk with us, lay wait for blood, and let us lurk privately for the innocent without cause. Let us swallow them up alive as the grave and hold as the, those that uh, go up and down in the pit. We shall find all precious substance. We shall fill our homes with spoils. Cast in thy lot among us. Let us have one pursuit. Verse 24 says, because I have called, and you refused. I have stretched out my hand, and no man regarded. 
Here in the text, he is telling how the sinners are living. They're living an ungodly life. They're living in every way. We see this a hand is a reaching hand. They're living every way they can in this world today. And yet, right in the middle of all their wickedness and all what they're doing, God said, I have stretched my hand out to you. And their backs are turned against God. When they live in an ungodly life, God says, I have stretched forth my hand to you. Here are people that don't want to listen to God, don't want to do anything with God. Uh, that yet, yet God is so merciful. And God is so gracious, even while they're living like hell and everything they're doing is living like the devil, God has stretched his hand down. Says, if you grab a hold of my hand, I'll pull you out of that pit. Can you see the people like that today? We're living in a world today where everybody has turned their back on God. We're living in godly things. It's what you're so wicked. It's turned around. I'm telling you, I'm about sick of this world. I'm about tired of this world. They're trying to throw the ungodliness things on top of us. You've got to take this. You've got to live like this. You've got to love this. You've got to love that. I ain't got to love nothing that's ungodly. If God stands against it, I stand against it. But they're trying to shove everything down our throats. They're trying to silence us. They're trying to silence the church. Uh, They want to quit the preaching. You can't preach no more. You can't say the word of God anymore. Oh, this Bible is nothing but a hate book. If you're a sinner. But boy, when you get right with God, this book becomes a love book. It becomes a love letter. It'll show you things in your life that was wrong and you get it right. Yet these people will live an ungodly life, wicked. And yet God had a reaching hand to reach down. He said, here, I'll pull you out of that horrible pit and set you on a rock and establish your goings and comings. God is still reaching out this morning. He's still got his hand still reached out to this morning. I wonder if any of you can remember a time that that hand reached down into your life. When mama couldn't reach you, when daddy couldn't reach you, when the preacher couldn't reach you, but all of a sudden that hand that came out of nowhere, that unseen hand that came down and pulled you out of that pit, uh, pulled you out of that drug bin, pulled you out of that alcohol bin, and pulled you up and set you on a rock. I wonder if there's anybody here can remember the day that God reached down to you this morning. Amen. His hand's a redeeming hand. God said he reached down to you. And if I reach down to you, I will deliver you. I will redeem you. The Bible says to wit, God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. Those hands that were nailed to the cross, they were the hands of the almighty God. He stretched out his hand on one side and stretched out his hand on the other side. He is saying, I've got the hand of God and I'm trying to get a hold of the hand of sinners. I'm trying to bring you together. Y'all know the story. I don't have to tell you this. You've read your Bibles, praise God. 
three crosses, one in the middle with Jesus. One on one side was a sinner. One on the other side was a sinner. They both were getting what they deserve. Hey, Jesus didn't get what he, he didn't. He hadn't done anything. And yet one on one side says, Lord, remember me when thou comest to thy kingdom. And Jesus' hands reached out him. You know where the other hand was reaching out? To the other one on the other side. That sinner over there on that side, I don't want that, nothing you got. I don't want anything of you. I, I don't want no part of you. He died and went to hell. But the other one, he said, Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. Jesus still stretching out his hands, a redeeming hand. You may be sitting here in a life of misery, a life of sin. I don't know your life, but I'm telling you, God is reaching his hand down for you this morning. It is a redeeming hand. It is a reaching hand this morning. He can do for you what you can't do for yourself this morning. Amen. That thief on that side, he couldn't physically help himself. He couldn't save himself. But spiritually, he reached out and grabbed a hold of Jesus. I'm telling you this morning, if you reach your hand out to that mighty big hand, that redeeming hand, that saving hand, that reaching hand, he'll pull you out of the pits this morning. What a God. What a God. Amen. God has been good to us this morning. Look at John chapter 10. I cheated. I marked my Bible. Talking about the hand of God. It's a reaching hand. It's also a reliable hand. It's a reliable hand. We can trust the hand of God. I have committed my soul to Him. He reached down to me. He redeemed me. I can trust His hands. I'm safe, secured in the hands of Jesus this morning. Verse number 28, I give unto them eternal life. They shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. It's a hand that will hold you this morning. If you are in Christ and Christ is in you, he said, I will give them eternal life this morning. They shall never perish. In a world filled with uncertainties, fleeting moments in your life this morning, God's promise stands firm. The eternal life he offers, not just a temporary reprieve of sin, but it's an everlasting assurance of what God can do for you this morning. They say you can take back to uh, take this to the bank and put it in the bank because God is sure about this. In the times of trials and tribulation, we can find solace in the hands of God this morning. Now, I, I want to tell you this. 
There's some people who will take those verses right there and try to tell you that you'll, if you get saved, you can do whatever you want to do, live how you want to live, and you're going to heaven. I'm sorry to tell you, if that believe, you believe that, you need to seriously sue your brain for non-support. No man can take you out of the hand of God. No man. You look at it this way. You've got the Holy Spirit inside of you, and you're in the hand of Jesus, and then you're in the hand of God. Can't no man get there. Can't no man reach that. But you can. You can. I, I, I'm hearing on the radio, I am hearing more and more preachers today are saying they could not go to hell if they wanted to. Let me just say this. If you want to go to hell, you can go to hell. Live your life like a devil. You'll go to hell. Amen. That's not eternal salvation, letting you go out and do what you want to do and live your life how you want to live it. That's not it. you got to continuously, every day when you get out of bed, make your mind up. I'm going to serve God today. Do it every day until it becomes a habit. Continue to walk with God. People get saved, and I've heard this many a time. They get saved. Well, I came down when I was nine years old. I made a confession of faith. The preacher told me to repeat this prayer. I repeated that prayer. He told me I was saved and on my way to heaven, and I have never been back to church since. I'm going to heaven. That's why I got all against a lot of preachers today preaching that kind of junk. I've had them tell me, well, you ain't got to go to church. Bible says, and neglect not to assemble ourselves together. Well, we don't have to do it in a building. Well, it's, it's good that we come to a place that we all are like-minded in one accord to share the faith, share the gospel, lift each other up, encourage each other. Amen. It's a good place to come to get encouraged in God. It's a good place to get, come and get encouraged in the Word of God. The reliability of God's hand becomes our shield against the schemes of the enemy. The hand is grounded in the internal, unchanging nature of God. You're in His hands in absolute reliability this morning. You're, you're in better hands than Allstate this morning. I preached the message on Allstate. You, you're in better hands than you are in the government this morning. The Bible says in Romans, Who shall separate us from the love of God? Shall tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, or nakedness, pearls, or swords? For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angel, nor principality, nor power, nor things present, nor things to come, nor heights, nor depths, nor any creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. You can lay down at night and rest assured that you're in the hands of God, and God has got you this morning.
that, that, let me say this too. I'm, I'll get on this tonight. That does not mean that trouble will not come your way. I've had them tell me once you get saved. I've had them even tell me, well, if you got trouble in your life, you ain't saved. Nowhere in the Bible it promises you a rose garden. Amen. Once you get saved, that's really when you're going to have heartaches and troubles. Hey, before you get saved, you belong to the devil. The devil wasn't going to attack you. Amen. Amen. You belong to him. Why should he come after you? But buddy, when you said, I believe in God, trust in God, I get baptized, I'm washed in the blood, you got a problem. You got a target on your back. But a real, I, 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 I lay my head down tonight with this assurance that nothing ever comes into my life that doesn't go through God first. Nothing. You say, what, you, what have you been through? I've been through a lot. I've been through some deaths that I've questioned God about. But God knew. And God gave me strength. But nothing that comes into my life that God has not already said okay. Amen. This hand is a ridicule hand. How, how can you ridicule a hand like this hand here? Matthew 27, when they had planted a crown of thorns upon his head and a reed in his right hand, and they bowed their knee before him, mocking him, saying, Hail to the King of Jews. They were, really, they were literally marking the hand that one day is going to rule this world. You say, well, that's terrible. There's no difference what's happening in the world today. This is not, it's no different what's happening in some churches today. They bow their knee down. But it's done in mockery. When they sit back and go look at what's going on before, they're drinking and cussing, running around, and yet when they walk out of church, they're doing the exact same thing. They're drinking, they're cussing, and running around. They're mocking the hand that can save them. There are so many in our churches that sing, Oh, Jesus, how I love thee. They come to the altar, act like they're serving God, tears falling from their face. But yet their whole life is nothing but a mockery of God. They walk back out the same way, lost and undone. You see what they're doing? They're mocking the hand of God. The one that stretched out on the cross and died for them. They're mocking the hand of God. Or they're saying God is not big enough to save them. He's big enough to create the heavens and the earth. He's big enough to save you this morning. It's a reaching hand. It's a reliable hand. Look at Hebrews chapter 10 this morning. Hebrews chapter 10. It is a reaching hand. It's a reliable hand this morning. But it's also a retribution hand. 
If you don't get anything this morning, you don't get anything about the hand of God this morning, you need to get a hold of this one. Hebrews 10, 31. It is a fearful thing to fall in the hands of a living God. There will come a time when your hand will stop his hand will stop reaching out for you. There will come a time his hand will stop redeeming. And there will come a time his hand will turn into a revenge, retribution, vengeance. It's a fearful thing to fall in the hands of a living God. You mock God this morning. He reaches out and you pushes him back. He reaches us out and you keep pushing him back. Sooner or later, God's going to stop reaching and you're going to feel better about yourself. You're no longer convicted about your lifestyle. You're no longer convicted about what you're doing at home. God stops reaching you. You say, when is the time limit? When is the time limit that God will stop reaching out for me? I don't know, but I don't want to find out. I don't want to know when God stops reaching because when God stops reaching you, it may be too late for you. If God is speaking to your heart and telling you there's something in your life you need to get right to, or you need to get right with me, the 100% sold out, I'd get to the altar this morning because that means he's still reaching this morning. He's still calling this morning. He's still convicting this morning. Can I say this? Too many of us are playing with God this morning. Well, I'll get with God when I get right. You can never get right. I, I want to do better someday, but you'll never do better. The days never come. We've preached about the mercies of God and the graces of God. But there's going to come a point. There's no more mercy. There's no more grace in life. A gracious hand, but I'm telling you, there will come a point that the hand of God will no longer reach down. Then it starts doing the vengeance and retribution. Don't fall into the hands when you can run into his arms. Let me say that again. Don't fall into his hands when you can run into his arms this morning. His arms are still outstretched. His hands are still reaching down for us this morning. I'm going to ask you this morning, would you come down and put your hand in his hand this morning? Would you come down and put yourself in Him this morning? Would you come down and say, Lord, I have been playing a game and I'm tired of playing a game. Because you might not be reaching down for me no more. You might not be calling me no more. I'm begging you this morning, if you're not right with God, this is the time to get everything settled in your life. So let us stand.